Hello, and welcome to Grain Insight, a CN update on getting your grain to market. I'm Stacey McCracken, and joining me is David Chednovic, Director of Sales and Marketing. David, with the increase in domestic retail flour demand in recent weeks, today we want to have a look at the milling wheat and durum industry in Canada, along with its rail supply chain. But before we discuss that, can you provide an update on CN's March grain supply chain performance? Sure. Strong operational performance over the past month has allowed CN to set a new record for March grain shipments. CN shipped 2.65 million tons of grain and processed grain products during March, compared to the previous record of 2.47 million set back in March 2017. CN's network recovered very well after all the February disruptions associated with the illegal blockades that dramatically affected network operations, with the western part of the network recovering more quickly than the east. CN spotted 5,100 CN-supplied hoppers per week in Western Canada during March, against the maximum sustainable supply chain guidance for winter of 4,150 CN-supplied hoppers per week. In addition, CN spotted roughly 1,300 private hoppers per week. Now, the CN network being fluid is not the same as being caught up on grain shipments. Those are two different things. While the number of grain vessels in port loading or waiting at Vancouver and Prince Rupert has fallen from a combined level of 55 in late February to less than 40 at the end of March, there's more progress yet to be made to move all of the accumulated pent-up demand for grain movement that built up during those disruptions. And those disruptions also came at a time when grain companies already have a strong sales program on the books. There's more work to get done. The importance of the agri-food supply chain today is even more critical as staple foods are in high demand as the world makes its way through the coronavirus pandemic. And CN's role as an essential part of that global supply chain becomes all the more important during these times when store shelves need to be stocked even more often than usual. And CN's proud to support our agri-food customers and supply chain partners. Turning back to the milling business, what is the scale of wheat and durum milling in Canada today and how does that compare to the U.S.? So the wheat grind in Canada is currently around 3.2 million tons, of which about 2.3 million is Western Canada Red Spring wheat, 225,000 tons is Durham, and another half a million tons is Ontario winter wheat. Now that 3.2 million tons of wheat translates into about 2.45 million tons of flour, making for an extraction rate of about 76% overall, recognizing flour yield differs between wheat and Durham as well as between soft and hard wheats. And note that unlike wheat, the product of Durham milling is semolina, not flour. Compare the scale of the Canadian milling business to the U.S., which mills about 25 million tons of wheat annually, of which close to 2 million tons is Durham wheat. So how did the milling wheat industry develop over time in Canada? The first commercial wheat mills in Canada were built in the late 1700s into the early 1800s in Ontario and Quebec, and the milling industry relied on the local market to produce wheat for the mills. By the late 1870s, wheat production began to expand in Manitoba, and milling technology changed to the gradual reduction process that better suited hard red spring wheat varieties such as red fife. Demand for Western Canadian wheat grew in the east, and so too did milling company interests in expanding its flour milling operations into Western Canada as the west opened up for settlement. Between 1891 and the early 1920s, as the milling business embraced the new milling technology, larger mills were at a distinct advantage to the older, smaller scale, less advanced mills and the number of wheat mills in Canada declined from 2,250 to 800. Eastern milling companies like Ogilvy Milling, whose origins go back to Montreal in 1801, and Lake of the Woods Milling Company were the first to reach west, building their first mills in Manitoba in the 1880s, as well as building out their own network of grain elevators to source western Canadian wheat, giving rise to the term line companies. Ogilvy and Lake of the Woods were followed by Western Canada Flour Mills and Maple Leaf Milling Company, who each built their own prairie line elevator network. 
Ogilvy bought the interests of Lake of the Woods Milling Company in the 1950s, and ADM subsequently acquired Ogilvy in the 1990s. What does the milling wheat business in Canada look like today? So mill flour production capacity is measured as 100 weight, which is equal to 100 pounds. And across all the wheat mills currently active in Canada, nameplate capacity is around 200,000 100 weight. There are close to 50 commercial wheat mills in Canada, and three companies account for over 90% of production. ADM Milling, Ardent Mills, and P&H Milling Group. P&H got into the milling business in the 1960s, first acquiring Nectal Milling in Hanover, Ontario, and then Ellison Milling Company in southern Alberta in 1975. Hayhoe Mills was acquired in 2007, and Dover Milling's five mills were acquired in 2009, of which the first was built in Cambridge, Ontario in 1807. P&H's Hamilton Mill, which opened in 2017 and was the first new mill built in Ontario in 75 years, underwent a $40 million expansion in 2019, effectively doubling its capacity. ADM milling assets are located in Calgary and Medicine Hat, Alberta, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Montreal, Quebec, and Midland, Mississauga, and Port Colborne, Ontario. Now, Midland's unique in that it depends exclusively on landing wheat at the mill by vessel, so it has to fill up prior to freeze up. The total capacity of ADM's mills is roughly 4,000 metric tons of wheat grind per day. Now, Arden Mills, which is a joint venture that combines ConAgra Mills and Cargill's Horizon Milling Assets, has three mills in Canada between Saskatoon, Montreal, and Streetsville, Ontario, with a combined nameplate capacity of almost 40,000 hundredweight. And also of note in BC is Rogers Foods, owned by Japanese company Nishin Flour Milling and they carried out a $35 million expansion of the Chilliwack Mill in 2017, increasing its nameplate capacity by 80% and bringing combined capacity of its Armstrong and Chilliwack assets to 13,600 hundredweight. Shifting gears more to flour now, what are the main points of flour distribution for the mills? Well, the average person thinks of the flour on store shelves, but that retail segment of the flour business represents no more than maybe 10% of total flour production. The second most important market segment is for the food service industry, including independent bakeries and other chain food service facilities. The largest demand by far, though, is bulk flour, sold to large industrial users like commercial bakeries. Some flour moves by rail to bakeries, but the vast majority moves in specialized pneumatic trucks that blow flour into bakery flour storage tanks. Canada exports flour to the U.S. and overseas, but considering most importers are self-sufficient in milling capacity and transport of wheat in bulk is more economical than the transport of flour, overseas flour sales are not a significant source of demand. Okay, let's talk more about the wheat supply chain from Western Canada to Eastern Canada mills. And where does rail fit in with that? For the mills on the prairies and for many in Ontario, locally grown wheat is milled and a lot of that product is landed at the mill by truck. There are direct rail shipments from Western Canada to mills in the east. But remember, for the most part, many of these mills were all built long before cities expanded. So a lot of them are smack dab right in the middle of cities like Montreal, making their footprint limited, which in turn generally means the number of rail car spots is not particularly large, not even up to 25 car blocks. Some mills have more optionality for sourcing hard red spring wheat or durum from the prairies. If you're a mill along the Great Lakes or in Montreal, there's the option to source wheat at Thunder Bay, load it onto a laker and get it to destination, as well as land product by direct rail into those mills. Some facilities with limited car spots may land bigger blocks of wheat at transfer facilities, unload into storage or direct to truck, and then truck wheat to the mill. There's even some milling wheat that moves by intermodal from Western Canada to Eastern Canada. Thanks for your time, David. And thanks for listening to Grain Insight, an update from CN. <laughs>